Hi everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Round 1 podcast. Hey. Scott McLeod here, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. How you doing Scott? How you doing people? I'm doing well Paul. Uh, I know it's been a couple of weeks I think since we last had an episode up. I think it was last week in February was, may have been when uh, Mania 12 review went up. Yeah. Something like that. That was a good review. It, it was, I really enjoyed doing that review but for... There are a lot of reasons that I don't want to really get into, but we didn't record an episode until now, mainly to do with my, myself and so I've been dealing with. But I don't want to bring anybody anybody down. But I'm thinking the best thing I can do is just get back into the swing of thing, get back into recording with my my good man Paul. Damn right. Damn right. No, I can cheer you up by telling you about my Impact Wrestling hoodie that I have now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where'd you get that shop Impact? No, Ryan got me it from Impact, Impact Wrestling. Hmm. Nice. We just watched uh, Sacrifice, which was cool. I've uh, not actually watched Sacrifice yet. I'm actually a little bit uh, behind with uh, with Impact yeah. like a couple of weeks, but we are going to do uh, our next Impact in a couple of weeks. So, but I have seen the results. I actually have Sacrifice, and I actually think some smart decisions were made, and I'll explain why when we actually do that episode. Uh. I, I think so too. But if, if you, if like you say, you know the results, I'm happy because there'll be no more goddamn belt humping. <laughs> well, they've, they've got a rematch at Rebellion, so you never know. Mm. But that's that's basically the point. We're not here actually talk about Empire. We're here to talk about Fraser because I thought, well, first episode back, we uh, after a couple of weeks randomly off. Let's get back into Fraser. That's always something fun to talk about. I'll always. Help boost your spirits, no matter what you're going through. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Got to get fucking season five wrapped up eventually. Uh, but before then, yeah. before that, Paul, other than also watching Sacrifice, getting your impact to do it, how have you been? Is there anything you've been up to you want to regate all the people about? Well, apart from getting my impact today, which is bitching, mm-hmm. and having my Drew McIntyre shirt that my brother bought me for Christmas. Nice. You know, I'm just chilling. I'm starting to collect... Heavy metal magazines now, <laughs> along with wrestling shit. So yeah, you're you're expanding on your collecting habits. I am. I've I've, I've got a new little collecting bug, and it is heavy metal magazines. Mm-hmm. And I I think I have. Uh, I I bought a copy of SummerSlam 2001, but the copy itself was a little. You know, it was not good. It would not play. So I had to leave a bad review, and then I had to order a new copy, but that one works, so I'm happy with that. What was wrong with it? Was it the tape itself? Was it the video quality? What was wrong with it? The tape was kind of knackered. Alright. Yeah, I didn't realise until I took it out of the box that the, the tape on the back was actually cracked. Hmm. You know, so that was a lesson learned not to buy from that person again. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Lessons lessons have been learned, eh? Yep. Uh, I'll tell you a couple of things before we get into Fraser. One, uh, you, I think you've made reference to in the past about uh, a channel you watched, uh, Beard Meets Food. Yeah, yeah. And mainly because you said the guy looked like Cousin Jake, and I, I do agree. If, you've, if you're a fan of Impact, just Google the guy or search him on YouTube. He does look, look a, a bit like Cousin Jake. Or Jake something yeah, as he is now. You, you've watched him, he's good, right? Yeah, I went, down, I went down a weird rabbit hole in the last few days of, of, of his videos. 
Uh, I know I can't yeah. watch. I know I can't watch my videos. I'm thinking I should be eating right now because if I'm not, I'll be thinking about food, which will make me hungry. He's currently doing his munch boxes at the moment. Yeah, I've seen that because I remember watching like, a bunch of his videos, and like he always seemed to, and the ones I watched, like complete it, even if it, it was a struggle. Then I watched three in a yeah. row, almost all from like different like periods. Like one was from two years ago, a couple of them were from the reason. But the three random ones in a row that I watched were all ones that he failed or he didn't manage yeah. to get it done. Which which was weird for me because like, I went from not never actually watching a video where I hadn't completed a challenge to watching three in a row where I didn't manage to do it. Yeah, he, he's, it's so rare that he doesn't complete one. Though. He's he's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think his 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 Mrs. Mrs. Beard is really <laughs> funny as well. <laughs> I got one kind of said in kind of a watch later kind of thing where he talks about her weird eating habits. So he he did he's doing this challenge yeah. of uh, he did this challenge of like getting a bunch of different things that she would eat usually on a daily basis and just trying to eat it all in, a, in one sitting. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a very good one. One of the ones that he didn't uh, spoilers that he didn't manage to complete that I was I liked was a. Uh, he was trying to do a collection of like the rocks cheap meals on one sitting. Yeah. Like, with the tower of French toast. No, there's a different one I was thinking about where he's got like a collection of ones, he's got cookies, he's got pizza and he's got the fucking sack of pancakes that he doesn't manage to even cause that much a oh, dent yeah. into. Yeah, I remember that one. And I'm not saying it quite crit- being critical because I don't think I would I would struggle to get through a challenge of that. I would think I'd struggle to just get through the pancakes by themselves probably. Uh, the dude is, in my opinion, a YouTube legend. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, he, seem, he seems cool. Yeah, like I said, I've watched a couple of his recent ones. He's Muncher Box. Kind of challenge one of the massive like boxes, like yeah. uh, along with the four big burgers and just a, a mountain of chips sits in the middle. And the guy, he, there's a clip where he's got, he's got his villain still going to get it. And the guy says, "Oh, yes, could easily uh, serve four people." Mm. Ah, he's awesome. Mm. So yeah, check him out if you guys uh, are into your food-related uh, YouTube content. I also want to say I was doing some interviews from about the end of February with Rogue Opinions from wrestlers from uh, US Indie Promotion Pro Wrestling Magic, which uh, our pal Jimmy over at Rogue Opinions works with when we were doing these interviews. We got some, some good interviews some of the guys over there, and we were, we were interviewing a, a Roman wrestler over there called uh, Erica Lee, and uh, her nickname is That 90s Chick. And so I thought it'd be a fun question to ask her. Oh, is there anything from the nineties or any like TV shows, films from the nineties that you've watched through lockdown to kind of like help get you through it? Because you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I've been rewatching this show from the start, or I finally started this show during lockdown because there wasn't much else to do." And she said, "Oh, it's not a popular choice, I don't think." And then I thought, "Oh, she guessed something obscure that I've no- I've never heard of." But she went like, "I'm a big fan of Frasier." <laughs> cool. And I just I just lost all composure for it and I just went, Yes <laughs> And Jimmy, who obviously already knows of my I love a phrase, are just like, Oh god <laughs> <laughs> and like I wasn't even maybe on that interview, it was maybe Jimmy and Nathan doing it, but Nathan couldn't do it at the last minute, so a couple with a couple of hours ago I had to like fill in. And yeah. I'm kind of glad now because if like they'd asked her any kind of question and she'd brought Fraser on the interview and I hadn't been a part of it, I would have Oh, I felt like I missed out. <laughs> you, sh- you should have told her we did a show about it. I did. Yeah. I did. And the next 10 or so oh. minutes were all about Fraser. We just started t- talking about the planned reboot. We were talking about all sorts. And then 
Well, we got to the end and they, Jim asked me, do I have any more questions? I didn't have anything wrestling related. So I just asked another Fraser question. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear what, the, what me and Erica talked about in regards to Fraser and everything else, go check out the Rogue Opinions podcast on the same Android podcast sites that you're listening to. Uh, they're also on there on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, all the same places we are. And check out that interview. And if you like that interview, check out the other interviews we did with the other wrestlers from Pro Wrestling Magic because... No, good bunch of guys over there. Even though we've lost to them three fucking times, <laughs> but all three of those times were Paul's fault. Hey, they weren't all my fault. Okay, WrestleMania, that was your fault. Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> but you didn't have to listen to me. Well, I excuse me for trying to respect your opinion. It's supposed to be a team exercise. Yes, but when I offer an opinion as to what the card might be, don't take it because I'm usually wrong. <sighs> yes, but if you were right, I, I couldn't. We're bad when you're wrong, but you're even worse when you're right, and I didn't listen to you, so I couldn't be asked with that. Yeah, but I usually go with the heart rather than the head. You know <laughs> what I mean? I, I know who I want to win. I know, I know what you mean. So there are stairs, I mentioned lockdown, also, there's all this stuff about, you know, starting trying to, you know, like, slowly but gradually across the apron and bring, open things, like, barbers are open and. One of the things Barbers are reopening on uh, the 5th of April, which I've immediately booked yeah. an appointment for that day, because my hair is getting too... It's fucking ridiculous at this stage. <laughs> it looks like I'm trying to bring back the fucking mill unsuccessfully. That'd be a good look, man. Not for me, it's not. <laughs> I am not... I'm not like you, Paul. I'm not a long hair kind of person, I... Because, like, it goes long down the bottom, down the back, but also kind of at the back of my head, it kind of goes outward on one side, so... It's not a good. It doesn't go straight down like your hair. Yeah, you know when when my hair was growing, it, it ballooned out like a mess all over the place until gravity took over. <laughs> yeah, and then it went boom. There, there are people who suit short hair, people who suit long hair. I am a short-haired person. I'm a long-haired person. Yes, and somehow we still managed to get along, being from such different worlds. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Our hair shall not divide us. Bizarre <laughs> <laughs> uh, indeed. I should have said at the start, because uh, it's been a while since me and Paul actually talked, uh, because I said we haven't recorded in a wee while, so I should have just said at the start, oh, skip to, I'll put a, a disclaimer in the description of the episode saying, Freezer chat begins at this bit. Because yeah. the people tune in, like, when the fuck are they going to talk about Freezer? It's like Melhouse, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, my original plan was to start a thing in March where we would do a, a thing, like different thing each week, and that would be a kind of a regular thing. Like Fraser would be the first weekend of the month, then we'd do one of our retro kind of reviews, or, and then Impact, and then we have a spare week to talk about whatever we want. But that didn't work out, so we're going to try starting that sometime either in April or maybe we'll start it in May because we're already halfway through March and we've already got a plan for what we want to do in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for updates on at SPWellman because I'm going to try and post there more regularly than I already do which isn't very regular that's pretty cool mm. but, but I also before I forget we got we got a favourable uh, review from a family a family friend oh, yeah. you know I'm not going to. I'm not going to shout her out in case she doesn't want to be shouted out. But cool person. 
and she liked our. You remember our confectionery episode? <laughs> Which one? I think the first one. Oh, the first one, yeah. Yeah, I think. But she was very fond of our confectionery episode. Mm. Yes, our, our sequel ones could not live up to the original. No, our, our original was top, man. I think we, I think, I think we tried to mention our sequel one because the first one was just me bringing up Easter and shit we get, and then that just led into a whole different thing that wasn't planned. Yeah, yeah. It was a good thing, though. It was, it was a a, a free flowing discussion of sweets. <laughs> I mean, Easter's coming up very soon again. You know, it's the uh, fourth of April this year. Is Easter. Yeah. I hope I hope someone gets me an Easter egg. <laughs> Is that you trying to convince people who listen to the podcast to send you Easter eggs? Yeah, so you never sent me any booze, so send me an Easter egg. <laughs> or maybe hide a bottle of booze in a, in a box that has Easter eggs, disguising it as an Easter egg. You open up, oh look, a bottle of booze. But then I'll be disappointed there's no egg. But you won't care. When you get a little bit into the booze, you won't care because you're drunk. Oh. <laughs> Alright, fuck me then. I thought I was doing it making a good comparison. <laughs> I'll take, I kid, I kid. I'll take my suggestions and <laughs> shove them up my arse. <laughs> but well, we have episodes twenty, twenty one and twenty two of Fraser season five uh, to do and I was thinking next thing we do Fraser if you want to do episodes twenty three, twenty four, but also the first episode of season six, because Kind of the kind of impacted the start of season six by what happens at the end of season five. Yeah. Cool. But we got uh, three episodes. We're very close to the end of season five. We'll just uh, delve in. As, you want to delve in the first episode? As uh, first dates. Yes, first dates or first dates. Either way. Uh, yeah. I felt bad at first about the opening scene because Ross has like the very minuscule part in this episode. Then I figured she's, yeah. she's got quite a big part for uh, episodes 21 and 22, so it probably doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Uh, I was just a bit annoyed because it kind of seems like a run theme of, like, much of, like, the middle part of this, like, season, like, um, with the exception of the occasional episode, like, the, like at the start, the first, like, episode three and four when they announced she's got having a baby, like, Ross has had very little to yeah. actually do in the season outside of the kid. But, yeah, I suppose so. Hmm. But it opens up in the booth where Roz is there, Fraser's coming in like, my God, it's like a minefield out there. He said, people, wherever I go, people try talking about some miniseries yeah, yeah. I've been watching. Yeah, like, everywhere I go, people are talking about this miniseries I've been watching. Oh, and Roz's like, oh yeah, did you see the ending last night? Going, da, da, da. <laughs> He's like, I was at a benefit last night. Benefit last night, I had Oh, well, Mr. Mr. High, High Society watching a trashy miniseries. Oh, on the contrary, I find the plot. But actually, quite Dickensian. Yeah, Angie Dickensian. <laughs> He's like, I want to just avoid any conversation where nobody can spoil the end of that miniseries. And then uh, a nice old woman, called, I think Betty or something, like is pops a heat and goes, Hi, Rod, did you watch it? Oh, yeah, did you like that? And Fraser goes up, No, 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 and just shoves the poor woman out of the room. <laughs> and then that's, that's Roz's part of the episode quickly done. So thanks for that, Roz. <laughs> So the Fraser gets into the the apartment and he's like it's all queued up and uh, Daphne goes yeah pop get pop your popcorn and Sherry's porridge and you know it's in the T 
takes in the VCR and goes, oh, you must tell me when you get to the pub about Heather's baby. Heather had a baby? Oh. Sorry, and he's like, well, who's the father? No, no, don't tell me. I'll go pop your popcorn in and then Razor goes to sit down and get comfortable. He's finally going to watch this, the season finale, this mini season. Then in comes Martin looking very, very solemn and like, Frazier, I got some bad news. Your god uncle died. My god uncle? There's no such thing. Yeah, there is. He's your godfather's god brother. Uncle. I barely even remember my godfather. He died 20 years ago. Yeah, well, now his brother's dead too, so shake away. <laughs> you gotta remember your god uncle Charlie. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're good. No, yeah, he's like you said, yeah. Well, now his brother's dead, so the wake's in twenty minutes. Shake a leg. And he's like, as much as I like to pay my respects, catch up with the god cousins, meet with god neighbors. <laughs> urgent business, but just can't wait till later. And then in comes Daphne with a share and he's walking, goes, enjoy your show, and he's just like, oh, okay, this doesn't look actually that important to him. Like, okay. He's like, oh. Alright, an hour, I don't even know why I'm going. The man was a go. He said, he's got a sign, my marble bag. I knew uh, you remembered. You remember him? <laughs> <laughs> and then Martin goes to go get changed, and then in comes Niles, and he says to him, like, get out of here while you can, Niles. Then I drag you to our god, my god uncle Charlie's wake. Well, is he the one who tried to hide his glass eye in the mashed potatoes and say, I'm watching what I eat? <laughs> And he's like, so is Daphne here? She's like, yes, why? And he's like, I'm going to ask her out on a date. Which Don't give me left look. Why shouldn't I? She's single, I'm single. That's what single people do. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. It, is, it does kind of come out of nowhere. They just around goes, oh yeah, I'm going to ask Daphne out because, you know, he, tra- he tried to do it before. Remember that episode, uh, Mixed Doubles? Yeah. Where he thought, oh, okay, me and Mara aren't getting back together, so he tried to ask her out. And then I think also he's made peace with that because he knows that Maris is with Shankman now. So it does get it is kind of random, but you know, fair dues. He does. He says, "Fuck, I'm gonna do it." Because and Fraser is kind of not sure what a. Not sure about his decision. He goes, "I'm not talking about a loping. It's just dinner," and which yeah. I th- which I thought was actually interesting because I'm pretty sure eh, when Daphne and Nails end up getting married, they end up eloping, which is a nice bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, true. Which I don't I don't think it was an intentional thing, but you know, I thought I I just picked up on it, so it was a small small detail that I, I didn't notice before. So Niles goes up to Daphne and he looks like he's about to finally ask her, like, I just wanted to ask you a question. I've been meaning to ask you for some time. What is that enchanting perfume you're wearing? He's like, obsession. No, it's not. I'm just curious. No, I'm pretty sure it's Calvin. I'm quite sure it's Calvin Hart's obsession. I even sprayed somebody on my comb and comb it through my hair. Oh, as if anyone's going to smell my hair. And Niles just kind of looks weirdly and as he wanders off with the laundry and uh, he wanders into the kitchen and he's like, I couldn't do it. Like he's and Fraser kind of consoles him. Like maybe it's because you know you and Maris, you know you've just broken up. You you can't face another rejection. And he goes, I suppose you're right. And he goes, he's so you know how hard it is being completely in love with someone from love them from afar and not and not knowing. And he turns he turns around and sees Daphne there, and then she's on the back seat because she was coming back for a fabric softener. And they both like, oh my god, oh my god. Like they don't know how much she did or didn't hear. Like. Did you know she was standing there? Of course not. If I, if I knew she was standing there, I would have said, shut up, Daphne's standing there. Oh. <laughs> she knows that I'm completely loving and then she pops back in again like, oh, I'm sorry, I really do need that fabric stuff now. <laughs> 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 and then, we, we like, maybe this is she a bit... She heard everything. Hey, and Fraser's like, maybe this is the best thing for you. You said you wanted to take the next step. I was, next step? I was just hurled down the entire flight of stairs. 
<laughs> and then he just... I can't believe this is actually happening. Did Daphne really hear me say that I'm... Yeah, he's like... And then ah, she... And she comes out again. Yeah, I really need that fabric stuff. And then he wants, he wants it. And then Fraser just like decides to shove him, shove nails back out into the living room. He's like, no, you got to talk about it now or else it'll just become more awkward. And then, like, she, uh, first it looks like she's like, she apologizes. She's like, I shouldn't have, like, eavesdropped. And you know, like, you know, like, fine, I wanted you to know. I've wanted you to know for a while. And it seems like she knows, we all, we all think for a second that she's, and she knows that he was talking about her and, What's interesting is that the studio audience that you hear laughing uh, don't react that much to Daphne at first because I think they can all sense that something's coming, like some, like, swerve. And uh, the swerve does come because, like, she's talking about, like, oh, it's all it's brilliant. And uh, she, she thinks she heard him saying that she, he was in love with somebody, but she didn't hear him saying it was her. So she's completely, yeah. still completely oblivious to us. So she hugs Ned now, thinks that she feels the same way about him. And they're like, so what's her name? What? This woman that you're so in love with? You didn't hear her. You didn't hear that part, did you? Yeah, like, okay, her name. Well, her name just happens to be Duck Phyllis. Huh. So I knew you name that. De Phyllis. It's a family name. Her friends call her Phyllis. <laughs> Excuse me. Get some water. He just wanders off. Wanders off. Look at this. Like, why the hell did I say that? <laughs> yeah, I just love how he's so coming. Like he's finally just gonna say Daphne, and then just checking that even after even after he started saying the word Daphne, D- Phyllis, <laughs> and and Guns Fraser, you know, all like his and like, oh, did you guys ever talk? And Daphne, like, yeah, he told me everything. Now it's all wonderful and everything. So I don't know why he didn't tell me before. And Fraser goes, oh, well, that's wonderful. Allow well, me be the first to raise that glass. And Nell's like, don't, 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 like, to God, Uncle Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Daphne, could you uh, ask her to, get, to take some stuff down for the laundry? Yeah. Like, my oven mitts are getting a bit yeah, crunchy. As long as you're doing the laundry, the kitchen towels could use a washing. Mm-hmm. My oven mitts are getting a bit crunchy. And then... Oh, Fridge, all right, then. Fraser's like, you know... Well, like, what the hell happened? Like, she heard I was in love with somebody, but didn't hear who. So I just signed up making up a, a panic to meet up a woman. Phyllis. Phyllis. Just woman in my neighbor I saw in the elevator this morning. <laughs> woman had a sesame seed stuck in her front teeth. <laughs> and then he keeps obsessing about this kind of seed that she had something like, Niles, you've got to set this straight. And uh, otherwise, oh, you can't let this carry on. And then he goes, he goes around the car room for Martin. And then Martin goes on and while uh, Daphne and Niles are talking about Phyllis. You know, so you're talking about, like, oh, some woman he's in love with. Like, oh, well, Niles, all you need to know is that women go crazy for fire. Even if it's just a great big lie. But, you know, I would I would listen to any advice Daphne gives you. She's so smart. Ah, huh, I gave him a sick rain and then Martin gives you a gives look as, as it to say, see? Hmm. <laughs> and then, like... And he's like, so tell me about this dream woman of yours. And he's like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, Go on, you said you were in love with her. Come on, tell me. And he's, not he's like, her. well, she's very beautiful, very sweet. And hmm. a smile that makes my knees weaken. And then she smiles at hearing that, and then you see him like reach for like his leg. Yeah, so I thought it was a nice touch. And then she's like, "Well, why, why are you hold waiting on? Like, you know, like, ask her out and everything." And uh, yeah, she, she won't be around forever. Yeah, and you're like you're right. And then she grabs the phone, like, "Yeah, call the call." And like, you know, I don't have to uh, leave. Like, so, no, she goes to grab her his, his coat. He goes, "No, go talk, talk to her. Go ask her." And he goes, "Like, no, I don't need need to leave this room to ask for the cell." 
So he's got one more chance to actually tell that Daphne is actually talking about her. He goes, because I know her work for enough by her. I work number. <laughs> and then he's awkwardly putting the phone up and basically he, he phones his own apartment and leaves a message pretending yeah. that he's talking to Phyllis. <laughs> yeah. And arranges a date for that night that was a fictional woman. <laughs> and so... Yeah. And so we go to, like, Niles' apartment and he's on the phone to somebody and he's trying to get, like, advice. But he goes, so what would you do? Tell her the truth? Let the chips fall with them, eh? And then the, fo- the door goes, like, well, I have to go. So I'll take the three-year subscription and the travel clock. And uh, he's surprised because uh, he opens the door and it's Daphne. He's like Daphne. Yeah, she's like, like, oh, I was doing some shopping and I thought you might need some dessert for your big dinner with Phyllis. Mhm. Oh, thank you. Like, uh, I'm just now tying some things up. But yeah, I'm sure you've got a bunch of things on the stove. I'll just pop this in the fridge. Like, no, no, no. And then she he sees he's got nothing on because obviously there is no Phyllis. There's no date. And uh, mm-hmm. you're like, one well, there's barely enough pasta for one person. Is this your idea of a romantic meal? God, hell. What's and he's like, uh, well. Like, well, it's just well out here. She starts, like, bringing stuff at the fridge. She goes, you know what, Daphne? I am woefully un- underprepared. What's just, I'll call Phyllis and we cancel. Like, nonsense, you know, you can't back out now. And then she starts giving advice. Like, I'll sort this. Like, you go upstairs to get changed, you know, and put on that blue blazer. You know, uh, no woman can resist you in that. And then goes, like, well, it would be rude to cancel. And, like, or, like, no, she says that, you know, well, I'll put some soft music on, some candles. Those always put me in romantic moods. And he goes, I suppose it would be a shame to cancel. And yeah. he says, she sends pushes him. I'm like, go, get changed, you know. God, Dr. Crane, I don't know what kind of fantasy world you live in. And she slaps him on the arse. And just the look on Niles' face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes up and then he comes out and back down. And he's helping her in the uh, the kitchen. And they're they're talking about first dates and how Niles doesn't like them, but she loves them at all. You know the the me too's, the awkward exchanges, the things you have in yeah. common, and then they start like uh, chopping kind of the the vegetables and uh, they start singing because they're chopping kind of in rhythm with each other, so it's, which is kind of a sweet moment between the two. And uh, <laughs> then we get another weird Daphne moment because uh, the bit comes up like the bit of word in between scenes. Where before Daphne shows up, says the potatoes are the politicians, because uh, they're they're talking about celery, and uh, they don't like it, which is another like which is an example of the Me Too kind of thing that Daphne was talking about. But she was like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to think celery was the meanest vegetable. I just use with this ma this you know, beats with the policeman, and Neil's uh, last goes, I'm over carrots, and then she just stops, goes, I try to think about it when I'm chopping them. <laughs> Which is kind of like, okay, we should be asking what kind of fantasy world does Daphne live in? Mm. And then uh, the door... It's like we're chopping in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then they start singing. How would you how would you rate uh, Daphne and Niles' singing? Sickly. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, but... Uh, then, like, it's like, for Niles, this is obviously a perfect even because he's gotten this all one time with, with Daphne, but... Then the door goes and he goes like, oh, who could that be at this time? And then she goes, oh, it must be Phyllis. What? And Niles for saying almost forgets who Phyllis is. And he says, oh, yes, I made up a woman to, I was in love with. And then yeah. he goes he goes to answer that and he, he's, he's saying to himself, go away. And he opens the door. It's Fraser. He goes, God, 
even at the wake, people were, could not stop talking about the miniseries. Now they're, going, they're having some sort of post. Wait, Kager, can you please take Dad? Vader then sees it, uh, and he's there like, what are you doing here? Like, oh, we thought you were Phyllis. Phyllis? Yeah, your brother's got a big day. You know, I'll be getting here as soon as the roast is done. And Vader just kind of looks... Dinner for your date with a fictitious woman? What the in my car? <laughs> and he's like, she's cooking dinner. You're a fictitious woman. <laughs> oh, also, can I uh, mention the bit about, you know, there's actually a cool moment that I noted down where Niles comes down the stairs, and I forgot to mention yeah. that it's like uh, the music that Daphne's playing. Like, oh, I love this aria, and uh, yeah, and Daphne goes, yeah, it's a shame she didn't get the same same recognition as a John Sunderland or Vanessa Tobaldi. And, oh. and Niles is like, you, you know him so much about Sopranos. He was like, well, you don't live with your brother for so long and not know a thing or two about divas. <laughs> Which I thought was a fun moment. But yeah, it's like, you know, well, you just showed up, but you know what? You know, know it's actually going so well. I'll, I'll give me some time. I'll I'll work up the courage to, to ask her. And uh, I'll, I'll work up the courage to tell the truth. And like, now you cannot give us up. You know, this is going to blow up in your face. And you're like, it's not going to blow up my face. And then the door goes again, and it's the actual Phyllis that he was. He saw in the elevator earlier in the day. He goes, Phyllis, and he's your Fraser. Kaboom. Oh. <laughs> and uh, she's just, she's just there, and it's still enough to drop off the meal. But then I was Niles totally like, trying to like get her out as quickly as possible, and I cringe oh. this moment because out comes Daphne. And goes, oh hello, you must be Phyllis. <laughs> oh. Now she's offering her a drink, and I goes, oh we've been waiting for you. You know, hope you. No, the Crane's always has been wanting you to himself for quite a while, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> she's all confused, and then also Martin comes up as well because he's like, he's he's went a lot to this Kager, and he sees this first thing like oh, he only heard in the context of like when Daphne and Niles were talking about her, so he also thinks yeah. that Niles likes her as well. So they're just making this poor woman feel so awkward. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Who? Who's this?" And she's like. Oh, I'm Phyllis Conrad, and he's like, oh, you're Phyllis, huh? <laughs> don't worry. Daphne's like, don't worry, we'll be going to Zeno, Dr. Crane's eager to have you all to himself. And she's like, like real. And yeah. Martin's like, oh, yeah, he's been going on about you all week, how pretty you are, how nice you dress. And Niles is like, Dad, don't want to be late for your kegger. And he's like, oh, look at him, how embarrassing him. And then Ian Fraser, he goes in and he like, begs Fraser to try and somehow get rid of her. And he goes into the kitchen. <laughs> and... Yeah. I love how Fraser just like I can't. I need. I just want to get home and watch my own issues. So he says he doesn't care how he makes nails look, as long as he helps him get rid of Phyllis. He just goes, you know, and she because she says oh, I never knew how like he felt about me. Like yes, you know he's he's not been with someone for a long time. You know, not since the trouble with Heather. Heather? Oh, I I shouldn't say. And like, when it cuts back, it goes into the kitchen for a bit. You know, and it cuts back to them and she and Fraser and and Phyllis and he goes. So his wife was poisoned, yes, but they never found anything. He was completely indicted. And then Niles comes up and goes, Crab Puff? Which suddenly looks very sinister given the context that Fraser's created. Yeah. <laughs> and Niles walks behind her, kind of creepy, and he's like, Crab Puffs? <laughs> he's like, no, you, uh, just remember, there's some place that I have to be. Thanks so much for the wine. And it's like, oh, God, I drank the wine. And she's kind of getting a panic, so if, for, at first it's like the door won't open, so she's like, oh god, no, god, I can't be trapped in here with this weirdo. But then she manages to get it. And then she leaves. Like, 
what did you tell her? And he was like, I'll explain later, and I'll tell you what, though. Don't plan on running for the court board here or anything soon. <laughs> yeah, just basically painting the fact that his brother Mary may not be a murderer just to get rid of this woman so he can get home and watch his, his TV programme. And uh, Phyllis, uh, Daphne comes out of the kitchen like, oh, where's Phyllis? Goes, oh, she left and she had to run. And he goes, I, I hope you don't mind me saying Dr. Crane, but you seem kind of relieved. And he's like, you know, in a way, I am relieved. And Daphne's like, she's blaming herself, like, you know, I shouldn't have pushed you, you know, you're clearly, you know, you should have, like, done it when you were ready. I, don't, I know you've just gotten out of divorce and everything, like, you know, it's, it's fine, it's fine, like, you know, you're a good friend. And uh, he was like, yeah. you know, you're clearly not ready, you know, I don't think most women would ever want to be with a guy who's going through a divorce, you know, I never would. And now they like, oh. And then he decides, you know, like, you know, Daphne, will you have have dinner with me? You know, it would be a shame for all this food to go to waste. And then they go, they pour it, he goes a glass of wine, and she goes, like, you know, I'd give it time, you know, before you know it, you'll be having dinner with the woman of your dreams. And uh, he just looks there and goes, I think I will very soon. Obviously not knowing again how he feels about her. And they sat down and they have their dinner. And uh, I really like the, the credit scene because it's Fraser finally getting to watch his programme and he's crying. He's like, oh God. And he's got Eddie sitting on his lap and he's feeding Eddie popcorn from his bowl. Uh. I mean, having watched my, my brother's dog who's part of that, Russell, I can, I can completely understand the dog like, sitting up with you while you're watching the daily and trying to get some of the, the while you're eating. Yeah, and that is uh, first dates. What do you what did you make of this episode overall? I reckon the thumbs up for this episode. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts that you want to say about the episode other than the thumbs up? No, I mean I think it's pretty. So I do I do like the sort of the nails, the nervous nails, and freaking out woman. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like that in phrase. The end with his like finally being able to watch his soap opera. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice continuation of the Niles Daphne kind of relationship, like kind of teasing their guy to get together, but then obviously Niles is still going through the divorce, so not quite yet. And you know, Fraser Wee's messages is a fun little thing. Uh, I was I was convinced somehow that Phyllis was going to accidentally spoil it for him, and that was going to be it because I hadn't watched this episode, and sometimes I'd forgotten yeah. about the storyline of the miniseries. So you thought she might let it slip. I thought eventually somebody was going to let it slip a big thing because obviously they'd already had the bit with with Daphne talking about the bit with Heather and the baby. <laughs> like, Heather had a baby? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought somebody was going to let something slip, but I I would, I think I'd give it a thumbs up. I can't really find anything objectively wrong with the episode. It's a, some good interactions with, with Daphne and Niles in this episode. And, you know, I know Martin and Rod don't really do much, but I do like the interactions between Fraser and Nails, where Fraser's trying to help Nails through this, and Nails still just plunges himself deeper and deeper into this kind of lie that he's created. And also Fraser's reaction to some of the things he does, like the, Daphne, he's making dinner for your fictitious woman. Well, like the hair and the mad header. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think we're in agreement with that one. We were going to an episode that I wasn't sure I was going to like watching it back. This is episode 21, Roz and the Schnoz. <laughs> and it opens up in Cafe Nervosa with a nice scene between Niles and Fraser. Niles basically tells Fraser about a story about a 
man who gave his own brother a lung. Like, what do you want, Niles? Like, I need you to come with me to this dog show. You know, he goes, I'd rather give you a lung. Oh, he asked for his coffee like after that. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, you know, I need you to come with me. You know, Maris is going to be there. He goes, and what class will Maris be showing? She'll be showing no class. <laughs> yeah, that reptile Dr. Shankman. Hmm. You know, he, 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 he was like, well, because they're both going to be there. And you're like, well, have you tried not going? And he's like, no, I can't. I've never missed one of these shows. You know, if I don't go, I'll make, I'll make them think they've intimidated me. This is one of my favourite news lines. He goes, I want to prove I'm strong and independent, and I can't do that alone. <laughs> and then Fraser's like, well, all right, if it's moral support you need, I'll go with you. Thank you, Fraser. It's nice to know that some things never change. And uh, this is then Ross comes in quite slowly. He goes, you know where I can get a cheap hotel room? Case in point. Ross. <laughs> I know. Oh, very unnecessary. We, even though she's going through this whole thing with the baby, you know, he still doesn't let up on the on the, the shots at Ross. No. And, like, Fraser, like, oh, what was wrong? She's like, well, our old place... Like, she already led her old place, but the new place she's getting into is still being fumigated, so she needs somewhere to stay. And then Fraser offers, like, to stay with him because his dad's going to San Francisco for a week. And Ros like, oh, yeah, thanks. And Fraser just looks like, oh. And Ros like, like... You know, that he's like that. She comes out and she's complaining about the fumes in the apartment and she needs to get it done and blah, blah, blah. And she, when she's like, a grande coffee, please. <laughs> you know, I'm literally on the street. You ordered a $4 coffee. Wait, the street may be a tad dramatic. <laughs> I've, got to, so I've got to start calling around and see if I can find something. And he's like, you know, if you're stuck, my dad's going to be in San Francisco. Can you always know, stay with me? And she's like, a lot would sure make things easier. Okay. And he's like, well, then, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. And he's like, oh, you were just being polite. You didn't really mean for me to come and take you up on it. And he's like, oh, no, I wouldn't suggest that otherwise. There's something that I wanted to do, you should have known that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, definitely. Just for coffee, and she's like, here you go, there's a check. And Ross is like, I'll get that. And he's like, no, 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 let me get it. And she's like, all right, cool. And he's like, well, lucky me, I'll get everything I want today. <laughs> yeah, Fraser, that typical, you know, trying to feign that he's, you know, being nice, but he's just like, oh, I didn't actually mean for you to take it up, up on it. <laughs> And he gets back to the apartment. Martin like, like it's about time when Fraser walks in, and he's he's like because he like he's wanting to the airport. Like, calm down, we've got plenty of time. I was on my flight leaves at five. They told me to get there an hour before. And, like, take your blood. Here's, remember, pack your blood pressure medication. I don't want it. Well, pack it anyway. <laughs> and he says, "Well, he's at a drugstore. He got these earrings for Daphne and like Sapphire. Like, oh, real Sapphire. Like, yes, Dad, I buy." Yeah, I buy all my expensive jewelry at the same place I buy Wart Begone. <laughs> no, just like, oh, no, she's been doing all the errands for me. I thought it was just a nice thing. I thought she'd like them. And uh, Daphne comes in and he gives them to her, but she thinks that they're real sapphires. She's like, oh, you remembered. That was five years ago today that I came to work for you. No, you're so thoughtful. And she looked at this sapphire and she's good mental. But like, my, my friend, like Teresa or whatever her name is, like, was, she got... She didn't get a gift inside, so after working with her boss for ten years, and she was sleeping with him. I've been working half the time, I didn't have to sleep with you. I mean, now that I've got the sapphire, I was like, oh god, what am I saying? 
Is it really? I've got to try these on. I don't care. I have to go see what look like. I've never real jewelry before, never. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I can't tell her. Yeah, like, dear God, she believes like genuine sapphires, and Martin's like, gee, you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Pedro's like, well, I can't let her, even though she's so happy, I can't like, let her live like a lie, just let upset her, but then she comes back in, she's all happy with them, and like, you're like, well, you know. And then she starts like offering to take Mr. Cre- uh, Martin to the airport and everything. So he's like, yeah, you know, you, you enjoy them. And so he's just like, he's happy to let her believe that they're just real sapphires. Yeah. Rose comes out of the elevator as Martin's going into it. And he's like, oh, you know, where are you heading to go to San Francisco? Me and Duke went there in 52. We're retracing our old sets when we were there on leave. Like, you know, San Francisco, there was nothing like San Francisco, you know, for two guys just looking for going about time looking for a good time and she's like yeah I don't think that's changed that much dad <laughs> mm. yeah, for those who don't go I think it's a reference to the fact that San Francisco seems to be a hot spot for there's a large group of there's a lot of gay people in San Francisco I don't know how else to put that I didn't mean I didn't mean to see so blunt about it but that's kind of the, the joke yeah because jokes are always funnier when you have to explain them oh yeah totally 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 but then Rose comes in with her suitcase and everything and she's like, I hope you don't mind I had my messages forwarded. Oh, before that, Daphne's walking by her, kind of put, push it, put it, like trying to show off her earring. Like, hello, Rose, like tilting her head towards her, trying to show off the, the earrings as she's leaving to take Martin to the airport. But then Rose goes, oh, I hope you don't mind I had my messages kind of forwarded in a British rhythm machine. You have 13 messages. And Mark, the guy from Marco trying to, like, when she wants to get together on Saturday, she goes, honestly, Marco and I haven't talked in a long time. She's probably not done that you've done that much talking at all. And then there's another message from uh, Rick's bum, who, Rick being the father of her kids, and saying that her and her husband wanted to get to know uh, Roz and everything because, obviously, Rick's the dad of her baby, and she's, like, panicking and everything. And it's also up to Fraser to try and calm her down. And she's, yeah. like, and she's like, oh god, what, what, what I told Rick, you know, I had this all worked out, I was going to raise the kid on my own and I didn't need help. Well, what if they want to get involved with, they don't think I'm fit enough to do it. You know, well, I don't think I'm a fit enough mother. And they, you know, they're just fun grandparents who want to know the mother of their grandkid. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to meet them, I didn't want to do this. And she's... Supposed to put up with in-laws when I don't even have a husband. That's like posing nude for your art teacher and still flunking the corpse. And, and she's like, Shh. The credit. <laughs> and Alfredo's like, shut up, I need the credit. And then he's like, look, listen, it's a short meeting. And she's like, well, that's what they say now. What if we want another one after that? What if they won't leave me alone? What if, what if we don't think I'm a fit mama? Mm. And he's like, what if we turn to be any supportive people that are glad to have you in your life? Yeah. I don't want to do It's not comfortable. And he's like, oh, Roz, you know, I could go with you if you like. I better yet, we can have them here tomorrow. Niles and I have a dog show around there. Mm-hmm. They can come before. And yeah. she's like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to call them like for you. And he'll call them and goes, yes. And he's on the phone goes, uh, like, the phone goes like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's here. Like, I'm not here. Yeah, she's here. You know, she can't meet with you. I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, good. I don't even meet them. Because that was Marco. Now we're calling Rick's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a good nice one. But uh, 
Rose is trying to kind of dress respectable, respectable uh, before me and Rick's parents. And then she comes out in this outfit and Fraser, she asks Fraser what she thinks. She asks Fraser what he thinks and he goes, My Pollyanna grew up and got herself in a bit of trouble. Oh, what am I doing? They said they let you talk me into this. Like, I mean, a lot to them besides your chance to learn about your baby's lineage. A lot of things are inherited, you know, like intelligence, artistic ability. And, and then she goes into the bathroom, like, it's by the, the door, and he opens the. Peter opens the door, and, well, the main thing about her experience, because it's in the title of this episode, they've got massive fucking noses. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's like, hi there, Steve Garrett, and Fraser's looking at him like, oh fuck. And he's like, he's like, my wife's just coming, and she's there. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you. And she's got a big bastard nose and all. Yeah, she was talking to somebody who she had a back turn because she didn't know if she had a big nose and all. And she was talking to somebody in the building who goes to like the same club that she does. And like, oh, and one of my favourite lines in the episode is coming up. Whereas, like, Fraser's like, oh, won't you please come in? And Rosa will be out in a second. She just went to powder her self. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I hope, you know, she sounded kind of nervous on the phone. No, I hope we don't, like, this isn't too much for her. And she's like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. And then she comes out. And then Rosa's reaction to seeing her, like, this is Rick's parents. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, we know what you're thinking. You know, you seem to be shocked. You know, we get it looks for that all the time. Oh, I know you, Dr. Crane, you were a bit surprised. Like, well... I don't want to say, and like, you know, like, well, let's get it all in the open so like, oh, kid, they're going to address the size of their nose. And he was like, yeah, no, we don't look... Your old son. Yeah, like, we don't look like we have a 20-year-old son. Like, and well... Fraser's like, yeah, you, well, you both look so young. Mm-hmm. Don't And she's like, yes, young, very, <laughs> very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, obviously, Daphne... Yeah, uh, was surprised about like, well, you uh, yes, can you believe it? They have a twenty-year-old side, isn't that, isn't that something? And then, oh, and they also comes over to meet for Fraser because they're going to go to their dog show, and basically every time they they keep saying things, it keeps the uh, nails and death. They can't stop, like they can't contain their laughter, like uh, talk about going to. They went to dog show like, oh we went to a dog show the other day, you know, we have two schnauzers. Or like they say that they're going to they're just dropping by because they're going to pass you know, I heard the Parisians can be a bit snooty and they and then yeah. part of the after them I'm trying to think, is that them trying not to laugh or is that just the actors trying not to laugh because I've heard stories that this is one of those episodes that they kinda of struggled with. I think it's about both. About both probably. Yeah, and in comes Martin. Like, right, so Fraser tells that Ross, "Why don't you take them out on the, the balcony?" And then we say, "Leave the Daphne and Nails are pissing until I'm like, will you two stop it?" <laughs> and like, you're acting like a couple, you know, like a couple of children. And then in comes Martin. Like, well, San Francisco was a bust. You know, all of the places we were we used to go to were closed. And then there was this big march outside City Hall. We thought we'd join in. Then all the guys are kissing each other, the women are kissing each other. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I think Duke and I might be married. <laughs> <laughs> the whole weekend was like that, just one surprising, and then he's like, ah! <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, did we startle you? No, I just didn't know we had company. 
<laughs> even Paula Gant, they're Rick's parent. You remember Rick? Oh. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Nice to meet you, Martin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both, Martin, Niles, and Davy all excuse themselves. They all go in the kitchen. They're all pissing themselves, laughing. And then Phaedra comes in, like, well, you guys stop it. And then Phaedra's got a quiche in the oven. He goes, uh, and uh, you hear Rick going, what's that I smell? And Martin goes, probably Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and. So Vader brings out a Keith uh, Lorraine and he goes, Keith, I hardly know her. No, no, Rick's making a typical dad joke and uh, Bola asks if it's store-bought or not and she's like, oh, Rick's like, don't ask questions like that. Sorry, my wife's really nosy. You're like, no, you're nosy. You're like, everybody knows that you're nosy. Like, no, you're nosy. And basically, Frazier's in the middle. You know, he's trying to be the bigger man, but, but then he just walks away and then all you hear is Frazier like, what's the matter, Frazier? Nothing. And he goes in the kitchen, he's pissing himself off, and everybody can blatantly hear him. He goes, and he, and he makes it out as if he's like, oh, that joke he made, like, oh, I didn't get it now, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later on, Fraser's in the kitchen with Ross, and like, you know, it got to a shaky start, but uh, I think it's actually going out quite well. Oh, you know, yeah, I can see all the great qualities my baby can have, you know, kind, nurturing. No, it's like an anteater. <laughs> I think you're making a big deal out of nothing. As I remember, I get a perfectly fine nose. Hmm. So do you. I'm sure your baby's going to have one too. You're right. Maybe you're right. If you beat those jeans, my baby's got a chance. And then uh, they find out that uh, Rick's involved uh, works with jewellery, so they start talking about Daphne's earrings. And I was like, Fraser bought you sapphires? And Fraser then tries to go to great lengths to hide the fact that hide the fact that these these earrings aren't real. Yeah. And so he basically tries to shove Rick's parents out the door and say to them, you know, like, you know, I think it's time you got to go and, you know, you've got that flight. And, and then Daphne loses part of her earring and they'll go around like, where, where is it? You know, like, oh, you know, once you've seen one sapphire, you've seen them all. And Rick goes, no, actually, no, they're, most of them are quite distinctive. And uh, Fraser pretends he's found it and so he can get them out. And as soon as they go, he goes like, okay, I have the sapphire. Oh, actually, this is a bit of lint, sorry. <laughs> but, uh... She's like, terrible. The one precious thing that anyone's ever bought me in my whole stinking life, and I'll lose it. And Niles are like, Daphne, I found it. And then they see, like, it's a different colour at the back of it, and, like... This isn't real sapphire. Like you were swindled. Tell me where you got these, and I'll, I go back and get. I'll go and like return them, and I'll give them a piece of my mind. And like, you know, like and Fraser basically comes clean. Like you know, I I didn't get you. I didn't get them because of the anniversary. You know, I just got them because I thought you'd like them. And then she says they got them at the drugstore. And Jay goes, well, Rez goes, well, good news. They should have something for that infection around your ear. He's like, shut up. <laughs> and then Rick's parents actually come back and they show Ross a photo like when they show you this photo like uh, of Rick when he was a baby and uh, you get we don't see the photo but basically we can imply from the fact that Rick used to have a massive nose as well like oh yeah. his nose is so uh, oh yeah that was before his like skating accident you know Dodds had to completely reshape his face but you know that's the Rick you'll see in the baby and that's which is basically like Ross's worst fear after meeting these people and 
Yeah, they leave and Roz is like cutting the phone towards like, oh god, and they're like, come on, it can't be that bad. And they looked at it like... Oh, what is it? She's like, no, no, it's like, come on, it can't be that bad, let me have a look. And she's like, no, 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 I'll never really end it. And he's like, come on. And then Fraser takes it and starts showing it to Nails and Daphne, and Daphne's like, where is the end of it? <laughs> I don't think it's Nails that says that, but... Yeah, and then it's got to stay like in the evening. Sorry, it got to stay later that night where Roz is, is staying with them, and she's looking at phones and Daphne's up and goes, "Oh, you're not still looking at that same photo?" And she's like, "No, this is a photo of her." And then, and then she's, no, she's like, "This is a different one." And Daphne's like, "Oh dear, look at Willie using this poor wee girl sticker." And Roz is like, "That's me, age nine, the year before I got them fixed." Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, Ross, I didn't recognise what he was, glasses, which one, why is one side black there? She's like, I had a lazy eye. <laughs> I got that fixed for next year. Let's just say for birthdays, I wasn't asking for ponies. <laughs> you know, like, what happens if a baby gets my ears and eyes and, you know, breaks the nose, you know, the kid will get picked on. It's a tent charge's mission. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, yeah, but, like, if he looks different, at least I have a mother who knows what it's like to, like, have something to look different and I'll know exactly what to say to make you know, things better. Yeah, she just she just hates the idea of her kid being teased. Like she she knows what it's like as long as her baby's in, in her tummy. Mm-hmm. She can protect it from anything. So she's worried about like the baby being born and things like that, you know? Yeah. You know, like well, that's it's gonna survive once it's out there. Mm-hmm. And after just like, you know, like you said you'll know exactly what to say and make things better. You know, you got to look at the things in a positive way, like, look at me, you know, I could say, you know, after working for five years, the same guy got me some fake earrings, but I choose to look at it, he bought me something nice because he's just, because he thought I'd like them. And he goes like, well, it's a nice way of looking at it, well, I'm not going to tell him. And then uh, they say they go back to bed and Rose goes, oh, I felt a kick, and Dad goes, you sure it wasn't a sneeze? You sure it wasn't a sneeze? <laughs> and he's just like, aha, okay, sorry, that's the last one, last one. <laughs> Uh, and during the credits, you've got uh, Daphne coming off the phone as Freezer gives her another uh, kind of bit of jewellery to get makeup for the, the fake earrings, and she's all thankful for it. And then as soon as he leaves, she grabs like a wee like magnifying glass almost to try and check that this one's real this time. Mm. So, Rodney, you know that I wasn't yeah, sure. Very good. I wasn't sure if I was going to like this one because you know the whole thing like the comical like size nose, like. It, it didn't seem like the kind of humour that Fraser does that often. It seems kind of like it, it seems kind of not like out of character for this for this show to that kind of humour. Well, I, I, I did I did admit it worked better than I, I thought it would, you know, for this this kind of episode. You know, they handled it in a decent way, but like and you got Martin with like with like what's that I smell? Probably Japan. That was a, a good line, I'd have to admit. Yeah. But uh, I'd, I'd go over there, uh, kind of a middling to towards up, you know, it's not, a, not the best, ep- my favourite episode, but, you know, like I said, like, I'm still kind of in between on the uh, the use of the noses and everything, but it, it did, you know, it did lead to some good moments, so middling to up is my rating for this. Yeah. What about your stuff? Well, I just, I thought it was a whole good episode. I liked this sort of comedy. I liked the big noses. <laughs> I liked the whole holding in the laughter. Yeah. And the whole message of Roz, like, becoming a first-time mum and 
obviously having res- reservations and nerves about that. Well, that whole message can still be wrapped up in the comedy of the episodes, you know? Yeah, you know, it's a kind of a strange way, but when I mean, you look at it, it is kind of what they're going for, because when you think about Rose, she, in the early season, she could be kind of, cons- like, accused of being kind of vain and in the appearances, with, like, yeah. the way she goes out when they kind of daily, like, even, like, the way she was kind of fawning over, what's his name, what was his name, Clint, Clint which was fawning over Clint, Clint uh, a few episodes ago, and, like, seeing him and he's like, yeah, maybe we're not on the same species. <laughs> So you know, she's all in the appearance, but she's got to think like, because especially when it comes to her kids, like, to like, you know, sometimes you can't control how your kid looks, and you got to just be, you know, sometimes kids are going to get picked on because they're different. Yeah. Which is a good, there's some good messages kind of in there. So we both seem to enjoy episode 21. Uh, is there anything uh, you, you want to bring up about this episode before we move on to episode 22? Well, the was, I'll just, uh, Go back to my notes. Mm-hmm. The more, you know, if you'll give me a moment, rustling through my notes, <laughs> as I do. We have so many notes. <laughs> we have so many notes. People, we're so professional. We know everything down. That sometimes yeah, professionals have professionals ha- have notes. You know, we like to ramble, but in an organised manner. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> rules help control the fun. Just little bits. I mean, I thought, like, see the, the particular scene where Daphne's talking about the earrings? Mm-hmm. I think we could have gone a lot more in-depth on that because, like, she seemed, like, the sort of shock in Fraser's face and, like, like it's as if he's looking for an opportunity to say, oh, but, look, like, I just got the first place, but she just keeps going on and, like, how wonderful he is and how wonderful the jewellery is. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, ah, ah shit. <laughs> yeah, because like, cause then like he's trying to like get involved, so she's so excited and she wanders off. Like, and then like the bit we talked about with Martin, the she thinks they're real sapphires. Gee, you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, really? You think so? Anything else? But no, that bit in particular was just my little, my little, my little piece to brag up. You know. No problem. Ah, I totally get what you mean, but. We move on to episode uh, 22. Yeah, sorry, sorry if we didn't miss anything out, people. Obviously, it's been a wee while since we've done a few reviews, so we'll get, we're getting back into the swing of things slowly but surely. But we go on to episode yeah. t- 22, uh, The Life of the Party, which begins in the apartment, but not in the usual like, space of the apartment. It actually begins in the kitchen, where yeah. it seems to be uh, that Daphne's giving Martin a haircut, you know, something that I think some people through uh, the work. I'm pretty sure some people are familiar with this type of scene about having to get someone they love with to give them a haircut, especially with like periods of the barbers not being opened. I I used to give a family friend haircuts. Oh yeah. Yeah, used to do it for beer money. <laughs> I was going to say, were you paid for these, or did you just do it for the love of cutting hair? No, I did it for cigarette and beer money. Of course, got to get paid. Yeah, you got to get paid. <laughs> I mean, I, I mentioned the barbers like opening and talking about stuff being easy, and I was maybe bring up a point about hopefully, hopefully, about some very soon, like by the end of April or maybe early May, me and Paul being able to record in person again. But somehow I ended up getting distracted by yeah. talking about hair, and I didn't get around to that point. Apologies, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. But Martin's going through his mail and talking about kind of the stuff he's been getting since he turned sixty-five. You know, like. 
Look at this stuff. Golden Sunset Retirement Village. Investments for seniors. For seniors. Willow. He's like, Willowbrook Mortuary. What kind of list am I on? <laughs> you know, all I get is geezer mail nowadays. It's very depressing. Mm. <laughs> it definitely goes well. I don't think it's the kind of list to keep you on for very long. <laughs> Which is very morbid. And she's like, if, if you ask me, the only thing depressing about being a geezer is looking like one. There's lots of things a person can do to make himself look younger. How, how he dresses... More like, He's nah. like, nah, try those Jordache jeans. I think you're not. I'll leave something to the imagination. And then she talks about maybe changing his hair up, you know, like dyeing it a little bit, you know. If we weren't covering up that grey, and I was just the right shade for you, Cinnamon Sable. <laughs> the Cinnamon Sable. And he's, he's like, hmm, Cinnamon Sable, sounds nice. Oh, I couldn't use that. It's Duke's shade. He'd scratch my eyes out. Well, <laughs> he seems all into it, and he goes, no, he'd scratch my eyes out. And then just kind of turns away, kind of looking back at his... They were just like dismissing, like t- talking to me about dyeing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fraser opens the door, Niles comes in, and he goes, Fraser, prepare to salivate. Uh, so, this is another picture of your Peter Meyer love seat I've already, you've already shown me. And he goes, No, no. And he's like, No, this is a photo of my latest purchase, an exquisite 18th century Turkish prayer rug. Paid a fortune for it. The legend says, Whatever you pray for in this rug will come to you. <laughs> that certainly works for the dealer. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, also, I'm just not in the best of moods. Just uh, another disastrous blind date today. <laughs> See, what I love about the uh, the line that uh, certainly works with the dealer, it's very reminiscent. I think it's a season one episode where they go fishing. And uh, yeah. Martin goes, says about Niles' fish gear, you know, oh, the fish will see him coming in that, and Daphne quick as the last goes, well, the salesman certainly did. <laughs> very good. But yeah, Reed, you're having some uh, difficulty in the relationship department, nothing new there. He's like, murderers on death row can find women to marry them. I can't th- find one to sit through coffee with me. Niles is like, oh, it's easy for those men to attract women. We have a lot of time to work out in the yard. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting desperate here. And Niles is telling him, no, don't, don't upset with it. You know, my love life's not much better, but I, I'm not. Don't see me reacting out. He goes, oh, really? What about the, in Bridger mentioned all these purchases, like, yeah, he's think, like, did it ever occur to you this recent antique buying binge you've been on is nothing but a way to supplement, supplementing your frustrated sexual desires? No, so that's preposterous. These purchases have nothing to do with sex. <laughs> oh, don't they? In addition to the love seat, let's see your most recent acquisitions have been a French bed warmer, a pair of Toby jugs, less said about the Civil War ramrod, the better. <laughs> oh, Freudian. Sometimes a ramrod is just... Oh, hell, even I can Make that one fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the way Fraser Prince, especially the joke that a pair of Toby jugs. Because <laughs> 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 we're both in the same boat, and uh, it was really hard. To, where do you meet people these days? And uh, he's like, "Oh, it's not that hard." I met a nice man at the grocery store the other day. He was talking. He's like, "Oh, should I have a free stuff?" And I said, "Yes." He goes, "Oh, wait, that's my niece. It's Bat Mitzvah." I said, well, I've never been to a bat mitzvah. So I'd like to go to the bat mitzvah. I said, I'd love to go to the bat mitzvah. Definitely. Yes? Oh, nothing. Carry on. And then she forgets where she was. Oh, and she's... I could have lost the train of thought. Anyone for tea? And then Fraser goes... Oh, well. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... like, a little trick I discovered a few weeks ago. It's a lifesaver. <laughs> and what's funny, though, yeah. I, I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but then a few minutes later, Martin comes out with the kitchen going, yeah, it's great, Daphne. She says, bet mitts for one more time. <laughs> That's the bit you're just on. 
Yeah, like, I don't enjoy it because Nails before us says, like, you know, the single bars, you know, oh, we could join a health club. join a health club. He's like, oh, that's a splendid idea. Yes, I could picture the two of us, tank tops and spandex. <laughs> I think there's a pair of matching headbands. We might just sterilise ourselves. I don't think Frazier at this stage needs a headband. And I think give a couple no. of seasons, give a couple of seasons, David Hyde Pierce won't need one either. <laughs> or spandex. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see neither of them in bloody spandex. But, but no, as you say, he's coming out with the kitchen, he's like, well, she says, Matt Mitzvah, one more time. Niles is like, hey, Dad. And then he's like to Fraser, well, here's so smart, you come up with an idea. And Martin's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, just for a love life. And he's like, why don't you do it with me and my buddies do when we were young and hard up for dates? <laughs> and Fraser. One of the best, I'm sorry to cut in on this no, one, but it's one of the best lines in all things, like, invade Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I love how my, my side tickles nails, he's just, <laughs> like, he's leaning over <laughs> laughing at him. Yeah. He's like, no, we threw a party, just one rule, only single available people were invited. And I'm afraid you're like, oh, Dad, I don't know, that sounds like us in Mangodol, well, you don't know until you try, you know. I used to throw them all the time back in the day, who used to call them Marty parties? They say, hey, when's the next Mario Party? Hey, I had such fun at that last Mario Party. Isn't it about time for another Mario Party? And then Fraser tries the same trick that he used on Death News. Dad? Yeah? I'm sorry, nothing. I'm sorry, nothing. Or, or sometimes people would go, hey, can I host the next Mario Party? Fraser's done something else. So they say that they're, they don't really be interested in it, and Mario goes, okay, sit yourself, well, just get ready for another evening and I'll dish up the spaghetti. You're going to sit at the card table. Cast a new jigsaw puzzle. 10,000 pieces. It's called the Wheat Field. Called oh, the Wheat Field. <laughs> and then just look at each other's like, I'll send the invitations. I'll call the caterer. <laughs> <laughs> also, by the so, way, at the start of the episode, after the intro, the wheat word, the words that come up between scenes, one, the thing that comes up is, it's either the, either the Wheat Field or the Sandstorm, so that ties into the a bit about the puzzle. Yeah. So we cut to Niall's apartment at the Montana. Yeah, there's only real, like, two real like, locations for this episode. Like, usually it cuts back and forth from, like, some other location, like, apartment to the booth, back to the apartment, to another location. But here it's just Fraser's apartment and then Niall's apartment. Yeah, pretty much. Mm hmm. But no. we cut to it and everyone, we're actually having this party. Mm hmm. We don't know how much time has really passed. It could be a couple of days, could be God knows how yeah. long. Yeah. I suppose that's left up to the viewer. Yeah, of course. And Vizier and Nils are, are like happy about the map. People come like, no, nah, that was so wonderful. I no idea we had such a turnout. I know, everywhere I look, there's another woman I want to get to know better. And comes Rose with a black dress and is very heavily pregnant at this stage with, with some obvious exceptions. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Rose, I didn't know you were coming. Hey, yeah, I know it's a long shot, but I figured I'd better get out and do a little flirting before I forget how. <laughs> and then, similar to how a weird laugh with the Clint episode that we mentioned earlier. Uh, a waiter just offers her like some hors d'oeuvres or something like that, and she just starts awkwardly laughing. The guy just wanders <laughs> off. Like, my God, Roz, you are rusty. And she's like, by the way, I know you've been striking out a lot lately, but I've invited someone tonight, guaranteed to improve your batting average. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get, you want to appeal to Fraser, don't make a sports reference. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, not necessary, Roz. I've already met someone quite captivating. I know, but you can't really finish before she introduces him a Tina. Yeah. Who is insane. 
Yes, quite quite talkative, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, to me, about, like, oh, you made it. Like, oh, you know me. I never said no to a good time. And you know, that's why I was trying to tell so Dr. Crane. That's why I tell Frazier. Mm-hmm. And then she used to hand in like cheap buggers like, Ross, Ross. Ooh, strong hands. It's true they say, strong hands, strong mind. Well, never that's find out. That's why you never see an open pickle jar at a medicine meeting. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that joke was He's a bit... like totally dumb about it. Yeah, that parted her hair as it sailed over her head. Yeah. <laughs> And what's funny here is last we saw him, he was dismissing the idea of uh, the idea of dying his hair, which is why I'm curious to how much time has passed because Rose bumps in and we just see a guy like back his hair that he has brown hair, tons of round, and it's Martin. <laughs> yeah, look at my hair, right? Well, yeah, looks great. Thanks, I did it myself. Yeah, I did it myself. Get out. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, really. Well. Daphne suggested it, and I first said, nah. Well, I thought, well, you know, lots of other guys do it, and what better place to try it than here? Where nobody knows me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, boy, you look great, too. And she's like, yeah, like, yeah like, I'm really happy with this chest, and you can't even tell I'm pregnant. And he goes, well, yeah, you just look great. Oh. Completely natural. Nobody would know. Well, same with your hair. It's <laughs> completely natural. <laughs> and then the two of them walk away, and they're like, hmm, right. Right. And then Martin is starting to nails and like, hey, hey, Dad, hey, watch it with this dad business. A few, a few young ladies thinking we're maybe your brother. And then he was like, yeah, it's like looking in a mirror. It's like you see, that's like you when you've I've heard you in the past. You know, some people think I'm a year leader, I'm younger than you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not saying you look old, but I think you're overestimating. I'm not, you know. I keep getting ID'd for buying things. Hmm. I think I think it's a compliment though, as long as you keep getting ID'd, is it not? Yeah. Same. But they start talking, he and Martin, and they just about yeah, yeah, it's like looking in a mirror. What's? Uh, I don't have any fun. Well, a long time since I'm single, I find a hard time striking up a conversation. And I was like, oh, all you need is a little confidence. And then he just goes up to this random woman who's at the same table they are with. Hi there. I'm Marty Craig. This is my son now. And then her name is uh, Vicky. So you're the host. Went, yeah. And it's, I'm just admiring their beautiful Turkish rug. Thank you. Is that 18th century? Well, you have quite an eye. And then Martin casually just wanders off. Like, like well, my year is done. And yeah. one of the, she works for an auction house. It was my pleasure. You know, there's an absurd <laughs> legend where he said there was... If whoever you pray for on that rug will, and then she takes him kind of in the arm, like, well, maybe it's not that absurd after all. Then we cut back to Frazier, he's freaking out, and he's like, Roz, Roz, that woman is all over me. Well, yeah. And Roz is like, well, of course, yes, didn't you get, didn't you get, try to get what I was telling you? He says, yes, of course, you also showed me to your tongue, not in a chair, same with her tongue. That's a pretty, that's a party trick, except the chair was in my mouth at the time. <laughs> Ross, I already tried to tell you that I've met a woman tonight. She went, alright, alright, I'll talk her off. And here you go, and they start talking to nails, and they both try to tell each other about how they met such a fabulous woman. And, like, oh, she's absolutely terrific. Wait, wait, I can't, can't wait, I need to show you mine first. Okay, she's over by the buffet. So it's mine. They both start waving, and she waves back, like, and both, like, casually, slowly waving, and... Nails just... Nails, like, Frasier. 
let me ask you something. At what point would you like to acknowledge that we're both waving to the same woman? <laughs> it does, like, he doesn't even, like, like, even turn yeah, to Fraser. Like, he doesn't even like turn to Fraser. He just says, like, Fraser, at what point do we acknowledge we're both waving at the same woman? I mean, I think there was a small yeah. part of you that could tell when they were both trying to talk to you about the great woman they saw. Like, you could kind of see something like this come, but I do love the way Niles kind of <laughs> makes the realisation. Yeah. But then, yeah, they said, like, Oh yeah, like you said, he said, I saw her first. Not fair, you're the host, you see everyone first. And I was like, there's plenty of other women here, and he's like, exactly, so go pick one. Well, let's stop this, it's the only civilized thing to do is for both of us to stay away from her. That car's just not a couple of running pigs in a barnyard. When you say that, and then she see her kind of team, you have a small coat off, you can see more of her dress, and like, sweet. <laughs> Sorry, sweet. Like, very well, made a better man win. Very, very true, your father wants you. Yeah, he's like, ha, advantage Niles. <laughs> and he goes over to me, a woman, and he goes, hey, when you meet a fan of yours, this is Kathy, and she's you know, just him to him who's a fan of his shows, you know, perfectly good, decent woman, but unfortunately gets kind of shot, gets the wrong end of this. Basically gets shafted because Frazier is warranted in that other woman that he and Niles are competing over, Blake. You know? Yeah. What I love about you, you give us the best advice, you know, you're such a good listener. I mean, what was the advice you gave to that woman who had a problem with her teenage son? Oh, what do I ever say, you know, you're in denial, seek help, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, she's like, he's a little different from what I expected. And Martin's like, yeah, he's not what I expected either, but you get used to it. <laughs> and so Martin says, oh, well, I'll start chatting to you. And like, so you're telling me you're a detective. And yeah, and then they say to go get a drink. But Martin lifts his head. And the seat behind him is kind of white, and he looks around and sees some of his hair dye is rubbed off and left a stain. Yeah. And anyway, he doesn't want to, like, people to see that he's left a stain, but also he doesn't want her to see it because she'll then know that he's dyed his hair. Yeah. He's like, you know what, this is such a prime spot. I think one of us should stay here and the other one go get the drinks. Rear right, and there's just a bit of a pause. I'll have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a bit like, oh, okay, and then. She drops in an earring. She goes, oh, it was, oh yeah, there, it's by my foot. They realise he can't bend over to get it for her because, again, he'll show the stain, so he just kind of kicks it over to... <laughs> <laughs> Which makes her... Yeah, she's like, oh, thanks, enjoy the party. And she's basically like, oh, he's a bit rude, and then just buggers off. So we cut back to Niles and this this woman. Who's... Yeah, and she's like... Niles is talking to this woman that he's there. Uh, uh, Vicky... And they're just trying to say, oh, these egg rolls are delicious. And he goes, oh, I made them myself. And he showed off, you know, it's like... A, really a psychiatrist and the chef. Impressive. And he's like, yes, well, they both came in handy when I cured the ham. Uh, you know, crappy joke and all that. But then Frazier comes out and goes, Niles, what do you want? Some emergency in the kitchen. Oh, yes, yeah, very cagey, Frazier. And you just run out and yell, fart. And then he sees a, he sees a woman, one of the caterers, looking in, like, kind of mouth and fire. And there's a bit of smoke coming out of the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear God! Will you speak to me for a moment? And he goes, "Is it a serious problem?" Oh no, he's always run like that. Oh, you mean the kitchen? <laughs> no, no, Niles can handle it. You two seem very close. And he's like, "Oh yes, I'm his best friend. Well, his only friend, really." <laughs> oh, surprised. She's like, well, "That surprises me. You seem so going." And he's like, "Doesn't he, though?" Yes, the medication seems to be working wonders. Just hope he sticks with it this time. Shall we hit the buffet? <laughs> well, I also love how it's kind of a pot kettle thing, him slagging nails is running. 
when he's like, we've seen him running like that, seen when he, after he helps Bulldog, he goes, we can guess the first seating, let's take off alone. And there's a big, dramatic runoff. <laughs> ah. But then we see Rose Chanty, a guy, she's lying on, lying on one of the, the feet and couch, kind of covering up her pregnancy uh, bump. And the guy's kind of standing on kind of a step, so he kind of looks yeah. taller than he actually is. And I'm chatting, and like, you know, I, I usually hate these kind of parties. Like, me too, we were always so superficial. Yeah, nobody's, everyone's all about appearance. And they both, like, go and get a drink to stand up. Turns out he's quite short, and then he sees that she's pregnant. I'm not really thirsty, me neither. Okay, see ya. <laughs> they both walk off. Uh, uh, Fraser's describing his, uh, one of his recipes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I told crepes, yeah. Yeah, I drop it off with Ben and Cherries and I drop of Creme Fresh. Excuse me. Not now, now. I'm telling rigging my recipe for crepes. You know, it's because I'm sure she's had enough of your crepe by now. <laughs> he goes, I'm terribly sorry. I turned to Fraser about dad. Will he dad? And he says, no, he doesn't. And then Fraser goes, I think he might. And he sees Martin frankly, we're even all like, Fraser. He's like, all right, man, if you'll excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, do you love your father, Niles? And he's like, oh. Grown man loves his father. Fraser loves his dad. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and he, Fraser says, What's happening? You gotta get me home. Why? Well, something's happening. My hair dye is melting or something. Look at this stain. No, it actually doesn't. It looks terrific. You sure? Well, maybe your fire is going to just perspire a bit and he starts dabbing his forehead with a big black. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> the hair's starting to yeah. run. And so he kind of talks like shit where he, like, after he wipes it, but even though it still looks bad, he goes, so he looks like it's quite young and attractive. You know, the warmth by the fire gives you quite a glow. Say you're looking as good as you did back in your party Marty days. You're like, you're not BSing me. And you're like, no, no. And you're like, all right, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, great. <laughs> and then he, he goes, he goes, oh, where's that? He goes, oh, we had to take a call. And he goes, oh, that's terrific. You know, there's some place more private for we can talk. And then Roz grabs somebody like, Fraser, like, not now. And I was like, like, I need you to talk to you. Like, what happened? They're like, I can't. Was can't you see I'm busy? Like my water just broke. Well, maybe you sat in something. Oh. <laughs> and, and she stares at him, and then off, off camera, all you hear is "Oh my god, what is all over my Turkish prayer rug?" Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, "You gotta get to the hospital." And Peter's like, "Like, oh yes, yes, I'm sorry, of course, Vicky, Vicky. If you'll excuse us, my friend Ross is just going into labour." And she's like, oh, how exciting, good luck. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, Jules. And then Fraser goes... A little bit. He's like, oh, wait, just one second, Vicky. I know this may, be the most, this may not be the most appropriate moment, but I was wondering if perhaps you'd like to have dinner with me sometime. <laughs> and then he's asking this woman out while his friend is sitting there, like, going into labour. And then she tells him that she's, she's not interested. She goes, well, thank you for your honesty, Tons. She goes, my God, what is wrong with me? I can't find a single woman who's interested in me. <laughs> and Rod's just goes, well, there are two different, those are two different questions, really, you know. We should really sit down and talk them both over. Oh, wait, we can't. Because I'm in labor! And I think I was wrong the other one about, like, all oh, the two different I forgot, obviously, that they go to the, the hospital as well. So they both rush out. And it's Martin and Nate and his dad all by the coffee machine. goes, that's a coffee. Better. It's hot, got extra cream. Of course, it's still chicken soup. (laughs) 
And then the, the nurse walks by. And do I, do I take this bit where Martin says to Frasier? Oh, yeah, well, Frasier's sitting there. He's like, well, who needs coffee? But we can keep away by pursuing these very up-to-date magazines. And he's like, oh, look, Dad, that Tristan Nixon's getting married. And then the nurse walks by and Frasier's like, oh, excuse me. Maybe we get an update on Ros Doyle. And the nurse is like, sure. Uh, she's still in early labor. Hang in there. Fraser's like, thanks. Martin's like, she's pretty. I should make a play for her, considering how young and attractive I am tonight. <laughs> and Fraser's like, I said I was sorry. I'm not half as... And then Martin's like, not half as sorry as I was when I went over that speed bump and you left this head print on the ceiling of my BMW. <laughs> and then Niles gets in and he's like, oh, hello. Martin's like, hi. Fraser's like, hi, Niles. Didn't expect to see you here. Uh-huh. He's like, oh well, the doorman found Rosa's purse in the lobby. I thought she might need it. Mm-hmm. And Fraser's like, oh, I suppose you're a girl. You got Vicky and I didn't. Neither of us got Vicky. She went home with the bartender. Oh, her loss. Yeah, her loss. Has that ever made you feel better? Not a what? Hell of a night for all of us. Yeah, I lost Vicky. My rug is ruined. Someone left, left weird brown stains all over my wing chair. Okay, I think in his chair and comes Daphne. Oh, I can do as I heard, you know. Like, what happened to your hair? What do you think? I coloured it, just like you told me to. That isn't cinnamon sable. Well, I couldn't use that. I had a woman's picture on it, on the box. Use something called colour in a can. So that's seen on TV. Just spray it on and go. I don't know it was a lousy product. If only there'd been some clue. <laughs> don't you start with me, mister. You left me melting by that fire. Wait a minute, you're the one who left stains on my wing chair. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when you crack that Miss Marple. And then Daphne's like, what the hell is wrong with the three of you? Our friend is having a baby. Besides, no one could have had as horrendous night as I did. It stood up, at a bat mitzvah. We there for an hour. The lame excuse he gave me about his machine. Well, if a few things he's getting no chance with me, he's my sugar. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, at least you had a day tonight. At least your apartment wasn't decimated. I went to a party night with shoe polish on my hair. <laughs> and then... Rose comes through, being rushed through a delivery, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And then they're all... heavy, like, cut off from it, and they're like, oh, good, hang in there, Rose, we love you, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're all stopped, pause their argument for that, and as soon as she's out of sight, they all go back to arguing again. And... Yeah. And then I got to the bit where they all come into the the room after he said the kid and they're all, oh, congratulations, she's beautiful. And then Daphne, muscle tough. <laughs> and she just looks to you like, it's a long story. Uh, yeah. She's named, uh, her full name's Alice May Doyle. And uh, she's like, oh, oh, she's my daughter. I got it's the first time I ever said that. She's all emotional. And she's like, yeah. feel, like, how do you feel? Like, she's all tired. And we'll drop by tomorrow. Martin does that to hold the kids and she goes, maybe you should wait until you're not dripping toxins. Oh. And they all go like, they both leave Fraser stays for a second. And, you know, he's talking to her, he's like, congratulations. And look at your face, you know. I was like, yeah, I must look real lovely. Like, yes, is that exactly how you look, you know. I've never seen you so happy. And... He, he starts talking to like, Alice as he's putting her in a wee bed and then literally as he sits her down Roz is like <laughs> <laughs> and 
No. Here, see how beautiful. Wish you could see how beautiful your mother looks. Then sees her snoring. Like, then again, you need your rest. <laughs> and the nurse uh, that we've seen earlier comes in and waves her to Rose and he kisses her on the forehead before he leaves. She thinks that he's the the dad or her husband or whatever. And like, oh, mm-hmm. and this may seem to be an odd time to ask, but I was convinced we made some sort of eye contact in the waiting room. I was wondering if I could get your number. But well, what about your? Oh, forget her. She's asleep. And the nurse gets really offended. He's like, what kind of monster are you? He's like, her loss. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the quiz credits, it's basically Niles going around the apartment where all the, where all the black stains are and basically showing her where to clean. And then like, he takes one cushion, he unveils a cushion, there's a big black stain, and then looks on the other side of the cushion, there's one there as well. well I, actually, I thought what was going to end up in this scene was going to be that he'd go into the, in the back where the where the rug is, and then the clean would come out like, nope, I'm not cleaning that. <laughs> but, oh well. But, uh, having gone, like, through, like, the particular bits of it, I think it's actually my favourite of the three that we've covered today. It's, it's a different thumbs up for me. I do like the fact that, <clears throat> I do like the fact that, you know, I was at a party at Niles where we found out that Ross is pregnant, and then she goes to labour again at a party at Niles' house. Yeah, yeah. I do think that's great. It's, right? it's, it's both at Niles' apartment. It's got a Halloween one where we find out she's pregnant in this one, like you say, when she goes into labour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say about rating-wise for this one? Oh, I'd give this a thumbs up. I love this episode. Oh, yeah. It's a hell of an episode, you know. Oh, finally, they also the payoff to the Ross having the, the kid because they didn't do much with her while she had the kid other than like, the last episode with the Schnauzer or the episodes where you found out she was pregnant, you know, she had a party playing the Christmas episode with Fraser accidentally telling her mum, but other than that she didn't get to do that much, but now she's also finally had the kids. And yeah. the next time we do a Fraser episode, I'll probably be sometime next month, we'll cover the last couple of episodes of season five and we'll begin season six. But I should let people yeah. know that what we're planning on doing next couple of weeks, next week we're going to have In Your Gaff 7, uh, let's have that seed we would cover in your house good friends better enemies we're now into the era where the, the basically the subtitles kind of take more of a forefront in the in your house titles yeah I'm looking forward well I think I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to talking about it uh, I have some strong thoughts about certain matches on this show uh, yeah and I look forward to talking about it if a whole in that we're going to talk about uh, everything coming out of No Surrender and a sacrifice and everything else that's going on in Impact as we gear up for both Hardcore Justice, which is by Tommy Dreamer in early April and then at the end of April uh, the Rebellion pay-per-view I'm is happening. I'm definitely looking forward to that Tommy Dreamer thing. Yeah, I do think it's a weird decision. They chose to put it on April Saturday, April 10th, which is night one of WrestleMania, but... Yeah. But hey, well, you know... Well. How are you going to compete if you don't compete with the supposed big big guns, you know? I, su- I suppose so, you know, I suppose so. But uh, I guess I did follow me after, like that. Sorry. Oh, sorry again, man. No, there you go. I was just going to say, what with Impact having ties with uh, New Japan and AEW now as well. Yeah, of course. You know? Mm-hmm. And I do think it'll be, it's funny, like, I thought it was weird that they're having this, like, so close to Rebellion, but I think given it's, what's it by Dreamer, it's called Hardcore Justice, so 
you know, be some fun like gimmick matches, you know, kind of tied certain story, maybe some matches that like have been building towards on TV, but they're thinking we can't have all these on Rebellion, so we'll pull a couple of these off at, at Hardcore Justice. Yeah. Or maybe they'll even set up some stuff for Rebellion, we'll never know, but I'd, so that's the next couple of weeks. I thought like the week of WrestleMania, my plan was like when we do this monthly thing that we have a week where we we either do it in your gaff or a very or in a, another episode of our from the vault. And I was thinking, given it's WrestleMania, that some uh, the week of WrestleMania we could do an episode you know, looking back at yet another like classic WrestleMania because we did WrestleMania twelve recently. I've got some options for ones I want to do. I'll me and Paul will talk about that off. Uh, off air, but when we get close to the time, we'll let you know about what, what WrestleMania we're going to do. But if you've got a particular WrestleMania you want us to talk about, let us know. Not at SP Rambling on Twitter or Facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast, or even let me know at Scott McLeod 1996 on Twitter. Yep. But Paul, it's been a wee while since we recorded. Uh, uh, my apologies for that to everybody and to you. Hey man, it's cool. <laughs> it's all good, but. We do have a plan to get back into normality and hopefully it won't be much longer of us recording like this and we'll be looking to see each other's glorious face as we talk the usual shit about Frasier and wrestling. And we can have a drink. And we'll have much rejoice. Yay. <laughs> but remember to check out oh. all past episodes of Frasier on our back catalog on all good Android broadcasting sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes... Uh, Anchor, I think I've said Anchor twice, Podbean, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and check out our past uh, In Your Guests and From The Vault, all the things we covered, classic pay-per-views, In Your Houses, WrestleMania's, we even did a couple of SummerSlams. We once ventured in WCW with Bouncy the Beach 96, which kind of ties into the uh, fallout from Good Friends, Better Enemies with the final matches of Scott Hall and Kevin Ash on that show. Uh, our previous episodes covering uh, Impact with our making an impact series and our impact retrospective. So much other good stuff. We mentioned the confectionery episode earlier on. We can catch you can catch the, that one, see why that one was so good. But Paul, sorry, did you have anything to say before we 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 round out? Yeah. I think going forward I think we're gonna to come to some really interesting episodes near the end of season five, I personally think. Yeah. I, I think we've only got two left, so yeah, but I think the last couple are quite interesting, mm-hmm. and I think season six is one of my preferred seasons also that we're going to be leading into. Interesting, but uh, also we'll cover all that when we get to it. Uh, the only reason yeah. that, if you had anything to say is because I was, before I started the plugs of like, the back colour, it sounded like you were going to say something, so obviously I didn't want to cut you off before we, we finished. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I was just mainly thinking about Fraser. Of course, as we often are. And we hope you are as well. So, uh, thank you for sticking with us. And we saw it again about the delay in this episode coming out. But, you know, things should hopefully be getting back to normal very soon. So, from us and my Dr. Fraser Gray will just say, have a good day and stay in good mental health. Yes. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling.
again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. <laughs>